Oh, hi, I'm Josh Lakash, and this is Wrong Opinion. Hey, you're here. That's great. Uh, this is the free portion of the podcast. It's going to be 10 minutes, and then you're going to have to go to wrongopinion.com. I'm kidding. I don't have that. Uh, give me $2,000, and I can buy that domain. You're going to have to go to patreon.com forward slash wrongop to listen to the rest. And trust me, this is going to be a good podcast. How do I know? How do I know this is going to be a good po- You know how people are like, oh, this is, gonna be, this is a really good show, and they didn't even record it yet. I can tell you exactly how I know this is going to be a good podcast besides writing notes and all that you know sometimes delivery isn't very good I can tell you this is going to be a good podcast because I recorded the first 11 minutes of this podcast without hitting the record button and I was on fire it was a really really good podcast it's so hopefully hopefully I'm going to remember all my points that I uh didn't I forgot to record uh, luckily, it wasn't the full podcast. Luckily, I forgot to record the first ten minutes, which you know, again, it's the free portion. I can, I can, I can mess up on the free portion um, because um, I just get better as as it goes along, and and I'm I'm pretty excited about the topics I chose today. Uh, but before that, I uh, remember last episode, maybe it was two episodes ago or last episode. I said something along the lines of the left's ideology is detached from reality. It's things that sound nice, but once implemented, uh, it's, it falls apart because it's not connected to the natural world. Uh, when, when, when you look at stuff uh, within the conservative movement or traditional values, that is, those are things tied to the natural world and the natural order of things. Uh, I even think religion is too. That's a whole nother subject. So I found something from uh, someone posted on Twitter from 4chan that kind of drives my point home in a more eloquent manner, and I like it. So I'll read it to you, and towards the end, I kind of don't really understand what the point is, but I'll just read you the whole thing, and I'm also really bad at reading, so in the beginning, hopefully this is going to be good. Uh, but before that, wait, by, before that, uh, I'm pretty happy, by the way, with the growth of the Patreon. So your job now is to, it's like a pyramid scheme without really a scheme. I'm not hurting you. Uh, I'm just giving you really good information. This is how we're going to reclaim what is our birthright, the Western civilization. This is how we're going to do it by listening to good things like this. So you're going to have to tell your friends and family to sign up the Patreon, the Patreon link, patreon.com forward slash wrong OP. If you're listening to this for free on iTunes or Spotify, it's the first 10 minutes, and you're missing out. So this thing I found on that website, 4chan, someone wrote, it's not the left can't meme per se, it's that their viewpoints rely on a carefully constructed denial of reality to a far greater extent than any of the cults or religions they seek to supplant. This doesn't lend itself to simple, easily conveyed messages, because if you rely on your viewers to see things as they are, Without providing, without providing several layers of carefully uh, selected context, they'll interpret it the wrong way. The left can't meme because memes are the antithesis of how they communicate. Right, that last part I kind of didn't really understand, but I'm going to trust it because someone used big words, and I trust people who use big words. No, actually, I think that's maybe how we got into this mess uh, because people put a lot of their trust in, in uh, people with lab coats or professor title you know in colleges and all that and we're losing the culture war wow what a good segue 
So um, I was having a conversation with family last night about why I think it's important for shit posters to continue shit posting. And, uh, and, and it's interesting because if you look at the, where we are now, where we are now, we're starting to see, see millennials in positions of power. We're starting to see millennials run for president. Um, and they didn't grow up online. They're the first generation to really utilize the internet, but they're, they, they're not the first generation to really grow up online. When we see in 15 years or so, or maybe a little bit more, when we start seeing Gen Z run for politics in, posi- in starting to be in positions of power, I think that the, the weapon of finding stuff that they've said online and using it against them will be obsolete because everyone, regardless of party, will have said something that is offensive or maybe was childish at the time and wrong uh, or can just be taken out of context. And the thing about uh, speech that's offensive is that it's all subjective. That's why hate speech is not a thing. Hate speech is still protected. So-called hate speech is still protected by the First Amendment. Now, I'm not saying just say whatever you want just to say whatever you want because fuck it, we're all animals anyways and nothing matters. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that that is a a part of human nature is to shit talk. One of the things I said in in my defense was that uh, young kids especially, the world has been bubble wrapped. And if you look at guys in a hockey locker room or guys in a bar, which now has become co-ed, you know, like even hockey teams have kind of become co-ed, which I think is a huge mistake. Uh, We don't have many more places we can just talk shit with each other. So the young generation that's grown up online and isn't allowed to go out and play because they've because of helicopter parents and people worried about them getting kidnapped, uh, they found solace and a home on the internet. And if you look at the statistics of women being bullied online, it's predominantly females bullying other females. And with regards to men, how they talk to each other is completely how women talk to each other and how completely how a different how men talk to women. So I'm not saying just say whatever you want for the sake of it. I'm saying that that won't even be a problem in the future. And it used to be behind closed doors with a team and whatever. Uh, But the greater point I'm trying to make is that this is all part of a culture war. And we have to start recognizing that we can't kill our own. If you're a conservative and you saw how the the CPAC and and Conservative Inc. took down Milo Yiannopoulos... Uh, because they found something that they could use against him, something, some throwaway thing he said on a podcast at, uh, that was filmed at 2 a.m. And he, he, there's thousands of, of hours of recordings of, of interviews and podcasts he's done. But they found something to take him down because those tactics today still work. And you know who it didn't work against and who is our president? Trump. And he is the only... I was trying to do research uh, about the culture war in the Republican Party. And I, I, I looked up Dwight, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower because I was thinking, okay, maybe Dwight D. Eisenhower, maybe he had something to do with the culture war. Well, I mean, he said something good when he was leaving office, which was that uh, the military-industrial complex is something to, to be aware of. And, but the reason why culture wasn't, the culture war wasn't a thing, it was because we were all pretty unified. Up until the free love movement, we were all pretty unified. 
And uh, the the thing with the military-industrial complex, which is interesting, is that people think Reagan was a good president, especially conservative Inc. and neocons. They think he was a great president. I grew up thinking, oh, Reagan was a great president, but he wasn't. He was preoccupied with building weapons quicker than the Soviets and then seeing if he can defeat them by making them go bankrupt. In the meantime, they were all coming here years before indoctrinating our kids in the universities and the school systems and uh, taking up governmental jobs in, in the bu- bureaucratic agencies and, uh, and festering like a cancer. The way that, that Reagan could have stopped all of this was by knowing, recognizing that the culture war was the real war and the Cold War was a complete and utter hoax. So I have 30 seconds left of this this free version of Wrong Opinion. And you're going to have to listen to the rest on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Wrong OP. And, um, and trust me, it's going to be a good episode. But before I let you go, I'm going to read a passage, a passage from The Death of the West. Pat Buchanan was right. I wish he I wish he was our president in the 90s uh, and he would have stopped all the things that I'm going to talk about in the rest of this podcast. But let me read you this and then I'm going to let you go. Uh, He wrote this in 2001 and it's more relevant now than ever. And this is uh, shitting on the conservative movement. With regards to the culture war, he says, The followers of Barry Goldwater and Ronald Reagan were drawn into politics by the conviction that America was losing the Cold War. Their movement was unprepared, unequipped, untrained for a culture war. And with the election of Ronald Reagan, the fall of the Berlin Wall, and the collapse of the Soviet Empire, the great cause that had united them was gone. Because they there was no substance to, to the conservative movement, to the Republican Party, uh, besides building weapons quicker, going into the Iraq war, and, uh, and yeah, and flexing our muscle. When in the meantime, we have cancer rotting our school systems, and we have open borders basically diluting America. That is wrong opinion, the free version. I am Josh Lakash, and uh, bye.